Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. We can actually run now. Yes, right. This way, or which way do we go? Do you know what I'm tracking? I'm happy wherever you guys want to go. I usually do a couple of loops, but then that's quite repetitive. Or we go up into Primrose Hill. We can loopy loop. Good morning, running commentary. Welcome to running commentary. Welcome to our guest. We have a guest today. It's Joe Warner. Yeah. Hello, Fitness. Morning, Joe. Good morning. What a lovely morning for it. Men's Fitness editor. I am the editor of Men's Fitness. Yes, that's right. Fantastic, great. And we've just had, we've had, we've actually had a bit of a chat, Rob, because we went to the uh, to a different gate. For yes. Slight bit of confusion about the Regent's Park gate for the zoo, wasn't it? Sort yeah, of. there was some confusion there. Understood. Understood. We're in, we're in, we were meeting by the zoo in Regent's Park for a loop of Regent's Park, and uh, meanwhile I was uh, expecting to come by overground, but came by bike. So you know, my men's fitness is up this morning. I've been using a whole different set of muscle groups. <laughs> exactly. I run here from Crouchy. And yeah. Joe run here from what? How far, Joe? I actually got um, I got a Boris bike. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like you, a bit of a warm-up. Yeah, and also with a much tougher bike. They're not an easy ride, are they? Boris I think bikes. they're about 25 kilos. <laughs> you do not want to be going uphill in one of them. I think it's actually slightly easier to pick it up and carry it on your back. <laughs> but it saved a bit of time. Where did you come from? Um, I actually got the overground. I got the um, tube into work and then just cycled up from from Dennis Publishing, which is on Cleveland Street. So it's only about two minutes. And you often run here in, in Regent's Park? Well, like, my office has recently moved to um, High Street Kensington, so I've been doing a lot more around Hyde Park. All oh, right. That's nice. Almost it? certainly going to slip over in this, by the way. Yeah, this yes. is a bit... Yeah, Let's get nice. on some tarmac. And also quite a lot out in Stratford. So I've been mixing it up. I've only recently got back into running, so it's been great to kind of re-explore some places I used to run and find some new routes as well. So take us through your... You got back into running. What was your first go at it then? When were you doing loads? Was there a stage when you were doing loads of running? Yeah, probably sort of 2005 and six. Right. I first got into it. 
that was I was always into fitness, but that became kind of my thing. Right. Uh, and that's when I did London for the first time. What year? Uh, this was 2006. Yeah. Nice. And uh, was, was that quite near your first year, Rob? Was it? What, what was yeah, I think that was a bit later. I think more like 2000. Uh, well, later on, anyway. I hadn't started exercising in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have uh, rolled my way around the London Marathon. But yeah, how was it? Oh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I was I really wanted to get sub four, which I just managed to do. So I was really pleased nice. with that for the first nice. time. But uh, I think I got into it because my dad had done marathons before. Yeah. And I'd always kind of, as a kid, seen him disappear on a Saturday morning, come back hours later. And this was in the good old days when there wasn't any technology or GPS. Of course. And he'd yeah. get out a map and pins and some string. Yeah. And yeah, literally yeah. work out how far it's run by the light of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Off into the woods. I never thought of that. Of course, how do you measure distance? I like the idea of, you know, getting off the grid and going off them, but you know. Well, people, you, I like it's bizarre, isn't it? You just used to I think you used to get your parents to drive round it or something and just take you from that if you're yeah. serious about getting a anything like an accurate read okay yeah, get driven seven miles away from home tucked yeah. out the car and then Drops run back <laughs> yeah. and then the, oh damn it Blackford <laughs> City <laughs> well it's good it's heartening that you uh, ingested that as an example from your dad my, my granddad this is interesting my granddad uh, on my mum's side he used to go for a walk he had a pedometer in right. his shoe which was set to his stride right. and he'd come home and say yeah I did eight miles <laughs> I think his stride he said it slightly generously come back in about an hour later yeah eight nine miles that was <laughs> but yeah we take it for granted now how easy it is to map elevation distance heart rate there's so much technology there if you need it yeah where do you stand on the, t- on the tech well, I, I was listening to uh, to one of your, your podcasts recently, where you're you're not in the Strava Club. No, and <laughs> not yet. I no. can totally understand that because sometimes it's nice, isn't it, just to throw everything off and get out there yeah. and not worry too much about time and distance. And after a while, you've got a good idea of how far you're going and how yeah. fast you're going. But I've kind of got a bit so you're to on the Strava Club. Oh, well, yeah, that's all right. That's we fair get, enough. I totally understand why people do. Yeah, and when people can say, "Hey, what you, you'll love it," it's the thing. Is we exactly we get it. We know what's good about it. It's just that it's us, you know. We're running this weird Luddite old hippie balancing act. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> knowing and not knowing what we're doing. To be honest, I'm sure that I would really get into it. And I wanna I want still wanna keep my easy runs easy. Yeah. I just got a feeling if I got into it I'd be going for like you know, section PBs yeah, yeah. every week every, every every run, you know. Yeah. No, I totally get that. And I think the one thing is you, you can't get too competitive with anyone else, right? Running is all about, it's about what you're doing. Yeah, of course, yeah. But I've, I've just enjoyed it just to go, okay, well, that was a little bit quicker and that felt a little bit quicker. Yeah, Why didn't course, that feel yeah. so good? Just, just to analyse where I'm going right and where I'm going wrong. And you're marking your improvement, aren't you? Because you're, sort of, you're on your way back into it. You had that first surge. Yeah, and then I stopped. I, haven't, I did four marathons in... I did 2006, two in 2008. Right. Uh, which two? Uh, I did London and then Berlin. Yeah. Berlin. <laughs> Do we have a Berlin, some kind of Berlin? Yeah, how was, how was Berlin? Berlin? I lost Berlin and it was yeah. one of the greatest experiences of my life because I got a place about a week before. Wow. And it's a feature for men's fitness. Yeah. Go out, interview Harley Gabri Selassie, oh, run nice. the race and then do a feature on you know, the world's greatest marathon run. Wow. The trouble is I had a week's notice yes. <laughs> and I hadn't yeah. really run any significant distance. So you got your London. long run, you got your tempo, <laughs> yeah, you got your tempo, <laughs> you got your taper. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday 16. All in the space of a two-hour <laughs> Ryanair flight. <laughs> a taper on the flight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's amazing. So I went for a little kind of training session with Hailey on the, on the Saturday 
and then got out. It's September, late September, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was about twenty-seven degrees, so it was it was hot. Right. And part of me was like, well, there's a pressure. I've got to get a feature out of this. So yeah. I, I've got to get round. You've got to get round it. Yeah. And also, Gabby Stassi's got to win <laughs> to make a really nice feature. Yeah. And uh, he did, and Let's I go did. Let's here and go through the nice bit. Sorry. He won. Did you come second? Or very, very close to second. <laughs> uh, I think I was at about mile 10 yeah. when I'd heard over the tunnel that he'd won. Yeah. And it's like, oh, thank goodness for that. Oh, hang on. Is that a world record? <laughs> yeah. He just missed it. Because it? it's a very fast course, it isn't it? Is, if yeah. you're a very fast runner. They often go to Berlin, don't they? Tell, tell us about interviewing Paul Highland. What was that like? Uh, it, what it was, was like running next to him. It must have been quite sort of bizarre. It was bizarre because, this like creature. all of these guys, yeah, <laughs> these phenomenal athletes that are just superhuman. Yes. And I think the way I explained it in the, in the feature was: imagine getting on the treadmill, putting on the highest setting you'll go, see how long you can run on it for. Yeah. Because that's what Gabriel Sassi does when he broke the world record. Absolutely. Except he's going faster than most treadmills will ever go. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. what kind of mile pace is the world record at the marathon? It's, it's a sprint to us. It's two hours three, isn't it, for the... So it's about... It's about 4.41 per mile, is it? Yeah. About that? yeah. Which Around is about that, right. 70 seconds every 400 metres. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, which is, is insane. Which is, which is it's us a sprint. It's flat out. Yeah, yeah. For 200, we'd struggle to do it for 200 metres. Oh, yeah. It's... it's uh, so it was just, it was amazing, <laughs> A, to meet him, to think about it. Yeah. and also tiny little fella, because yes. a lot of these guys are, yeah, tiny, tiny, no weight on him, they're obviously. built for it, Yeah. so we had a, had a lovely chat, and then I finished hours, hours later, <laughs> and, and went to the hotel where, where all the pros were staying, said, how, are you, how are you doing, Hiley? Oh, you know, I'm a little bit tired, but <laughs> I'm going to have something to eat, and then I've got to go to the awards dinner, and this, and this, and this, yes, and this. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And all I was thinking is, I want a pizza and I want to lie down <laughs> yeah. forever. And I really want someone to transcribe all of this amazing content because it's going to take me ages. What an amazing character he is, though. I mean, what a competitor. What a. It's, you know, he won so much. I mean, and just such. One of know, the all time greats, isn't he? Interviewing someone, it's especially a, a famous sportsman, you know, you're going to get him on a good day, you're going to get him on a bad day. I don't think he has bad days. He's just the nicest, most down to earth guy. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe it's to do, you know, there is a kind of a, a, you know, zen thing to it. Maybe you get to that point. Obviously, incredibly skilled, uh, loads of innate talent, but maybe the clincher is just a sanguine. Attitude, you know. It's the one question I wish I'd ask him. Is just what? What are you thinking? What? What's going through your head? Are you off on another place, or are you thinking, right? Well, that was four thirty-two, so I need to get a little bit quicker for the next part. Yeah, I just, yeah. I real regret that I didn't get into that detail with him. We probably, you thought of it just after he'd gone, but he couldn't catch him up to ask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Only one more question. <laughs> I often think that's just something about runners. I find a lot of runners, especially, you know, often the, the, the quicker they get. Or the more competitive, they're actually very gentle because they get so much out when they're running. Really? Yeah, because running, so you know, any sort of anger or weirdness or whatever, it's so that kind of they drive themselves so hard and then it stops. They, 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 they just seem really gentle, sort yeah, of characters. Yeah. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not running enough, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. But compared to, you know, compared to most sports, 
they're so drilled it's, it's second nature it's instinct isn't it what you yeah. do when the ball comes to your head and you kick it yes. when it's running like this which is the beauty of it you are properly in the moment and you are aware of what you're doing but to, to run <laughs> to run 26.2 miles in, in uh, two hours three minutes yes, yeah, yeah. I know what would be going through my brain and it would not be pleasant <laughs> Yeah, it would be. How is this happening? Am I falling? But going back to you waiting for you know having to go out when you wanted to crawl into bed with the pizza. Was that what was the comeback on that? I mean, did your legs seize up on the plane? Was it? I'm still worried about the impact. No, of it doing was, it off virtually no training. Yeah, yeah. because I, I didn't push it because it was a hot day. I took it as right. you know, pretty slowly. Cool. Um, Whoops. I remember running uh, running around at the water stations. Yeah. Everyone else was gulping it down. I was just pouring this ice water on my quads to try and just numb them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I do that a lot. I do that loads, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Just anything just to distract you from how much they're burning. But yeah. No, it was, it was brilliant. Quads, isn't it? I find my... You might be able to answer this question, Jack. When I'm running, I often find my legs go way before my breathing. What's right. That? What does that mean? I don't know, because I'm the opposite. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I wonder whether It's I'm probably because you're really, really good at running, and you're really fast, and you run really long distances. No, but what I'm saying is that that's very kind of you. <laughs> we'll take that as a little... As yeah, a little yeah, take that. But it, it, surely it means I could be running... I could be pushing it harder. Well, I don't, I don't feel cardiovascular-wise I'm kind right. of pushing it. You, do know, you do don't do much uh, warm-up and warm-down, do you? No. Do you do any other kind of leg strengthening exercises? Nope. Well, I think no. that's it, isn't it, Do you think that's it? Do you think it's as simple as that? We it think that's be. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm co-opting some knowledge here. I just want to throw in Regent's Park. We've come around the south side. Very nice today. We're just getting to the lake. It's gorgeous. gorgeous. I mean, it's that kind of... It's runner's gorgeous, so it's cold and still grey. And uh, Nice up, you're saying if we both came here by a bike... All we need to do is a loop of this lake. We've basically done a triathlon this morning. Let's do it, yeah. I'll be right behind you, Rob. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, I won't look back. I'll just assume you're behind me. In you go. I'm right there. There's a heron just on the other side there. They're not shy, are they? And so... Uh, no, I think, the, I, I think the key is just to... I know you guys are big on your... Especially you, Rob, big on your stretching. Yeah, well, I have to. I, I just get injured otherwise, you know? I it's, think there's an awful lot to be said by complementing the running with other forms of training whether it's core work or stretching pilates you know it's 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 only going to help yeah, yeah absolutely yeah but I you know I it's quite boring if you're not into that stretching has always been boring it's why no one does it? it yeah yeah well going back to what you're saying about the zen of, of a long distance runner that's why yoga is a good one because it's meditative you know but i think that core is really important isn't it yeah and lower back because so many people suffer from you know, hamstring problems or knee problems. And I think a lot of the time it's down to a poor lower back. If you don't have the lower back strength, you, know, you get tight there and it pulls everything out. Yeah, yeah. No, well, our, mate, uh, comedian, uh, <laughs> our mate comedian, whose name I can't remember, um, uh, Irish comedian we interviewed in the summer. Jason Byrne. Jason Byrne. He said that in New York um, his legs are really hurting. And in the end, he worked out that his whole posture had dropped. Right. <laughs> so as his head and his shoulders went forward, yeah. he was pulling up the backs of his legs, and they were just turning into concrete. Well, that's it. We're a complete chain, aren't we? Only as strong as your weakest link. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but true, yeah. when it comes to injury prevention. See, at the moment, I've been touch wood so lucky, never really had any injury at all. Like it. But recently, a bit of a pain in my left arse cheek. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
and it's bad for a number of reasons. One, <laughs> it's your ass, right? Yeah, so it's always, it's always funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, gosh, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> no one else ever really has have had that injury. You know, you've got a quad it's strain, hamstring strain. Oh, yeah, I've had one of them. It was awful. You've you got a pain in your ass. <laughs> is it marathon training related? <laughs> I, I, I guess so. I get that. Joe's got a pain in his ass, yeah. everyone. It's his left cheek. <laughs> the worst, left ass. The worst bit is, it's not a muscle group you can massage in public. <laughs> no, no. Well, you can. <laughs> not well, you the one you can I could get away with it now up. at the bus stop. <laughs> you can't you can immediate your land. Come Mate, on, while we're on the tube, can you prod that for me? <laughs> but it's just right, right in there. So I'm not getting any sympathy. So well, let's get back to a question. Well, I think I've, it's had, I've had that. I've had marathon training and then come home, like basically doing longer runs than I've been doing. And you get this real like horizontal pain uh, across my bum. Like I'm sitting on a, you know, it's on both sides. It's right. kind of like yours, but in stereo. So, you know. You've got the double arse ache. It's the secret. It's the secret shame of the what, uh, what is What is that like? What? happening in your arse? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just joining us. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got the answers. Answers. I honestly think it's probably sitting down too much. Right. I think this is sort of a modern problem uh, that we all sit down for too, too much yeah. and our glutes aren't activated without getting too technical. But At work, is your computer a uh, uh, sit-down desk? It is, yeah. A lot of people are doing the old stand-up-y ones. Yeah, we've got a stand-up. The computer I sort this out on is a stand-up computer. How are you finding it? It's great. They they say the great thing about it I love is if you're standing too long, I say, what do you do? Because when you stand too long, your legs get stiff. You get it. That's when you just stop and walk away. Right. So it's got kind of built in. I would worry I would be constantly switching my weight from left to right and probably favouring my stronger side. Yeah. We have to go this way or we go out of the park. No, we don't want to go out of the park. The best thing about people you know, who are getting back into fitness, especially this time of year, they go to the gym and they're getting on a stationary bike. And it's yeah. great, they're doing something, still sitting down. Yes. They're still kind of not activating their core or their lower back or, or their glutes. There's an awful lot to be said for, for running, swimming, just full body movement, isn't there? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, those are the three great exercises. Aren't they? Well, swimming is better for your whole body than running. And uh, it's certainly well, there's zero impact, pretty much, isn't there? I've just never been a swimmer. No. Well, I was. I was a, a swimmer at school, and then I completely let it go. And I'm so bad at it now. It's, it's a shameful comparison. But you must kind of still have the technique. You think, couldn't my you? <laughs> my concern is that I have zero technique, and if I ever got into a pool, you know that scene in Friends where Phoebe's running through the park? <laughs> yeah. with, uh, that's what I think I'd look like swimming. Yeah, yeah. And all the, all and the also, pros with their goggles would just yeah. be looking at me going, uh, and I, I think with the modern discovery of running, you know, you could run like Phoebe and Friends, and you would find somewhere to approve of it. Whereas... Swimming, everyone would just say, get out of the pool. Yeah. You're splashing You're up the whole waves. <laughs> no, I would like, I would genuinely, you know, I've considered getting a, 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 a swimming refresher course. You know, getting someone to teach me to swim better. I don't know if you get this on me. Yeah, yeah there's, there's quite a few of them. Uh, cropping up now. A lot, we, a lot of weights to be made, isn't there? Yeah, you're doing it all wrong, mate. Yeah. You don't <laughs> want to use water. No, no, we're swimming. You don't need water to swim. Come around Just my house. Kitchen stool. Yeah, come around my house. <laughs> like swimming seminar. So, going back to your running and marathon history. So, you started out, you loved the running. I did. You did how many? You did one marathon, then two marathons. Oh, yeah. So, London in 06, and then London, Berlin in 08, and then London in 09. And then nothing until now and why was that just because well, you got into other things yeah I started going to the gym more um, 
and ended up doing one of these kind of transformation features for men's fitness where I, I saw that photo oh god I hate it when people bring this up I have really seen, do have you seen the photo Rob what have do you, you turn from a robot into a Joe's transformation photo I've got about 700 of them on my phone if you want to stop and have a flick through but it was basically one of these 12 weeks you know you have to you realise in, in all seriousness you have to email me that you say we can put them on the podcast okay. uh, check this out listeners but yeah it was a 12 week kind of Average Joe, busy job, right. doesn't have much time. What shape can you get in? So I trained with a guy called uh, Nick Mitchell who runs a gym chain called Ultimate Performance. Um, and he basically put me through my paces for 12 weeks. I'm putting that very diplomatically because I can't swear, can I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> did, he, did he ride you like a pony? <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. And uh, So was that a period of like complete commitment to it kind of thing Diet, it was treat, an entire lifestyle change right uh, I started eating meat okay I've been a vegetarian for 21 years <laughs> sorry I love that yeah no, do you want to come stand in the middle pool um, but it, I, it was something I've been Hippie considering the <laughs> it's something I've been considering for a while anyway uh, that dietary change but yeah it was so tell me through all the dietary changes one question for this should we stay in the park as you go out and go up Primrose Hill a little loop of primrose makes sense, does it? Yeah, good? yeah let's go. Okay, carry on. You, uh, the diet, change the diet, change uh, everything. So it was, I think as a vegetarian marathon runner, I had quite a reliance on carbohydrates. Yeah. As in every meal of every day, sometimes double carbs. Right. Glorious times. Yes, great, <laughs> great times. days. Good fun. Um, but I don't think I was getting enough protein. And that's, you know, it's something that is more and more important now whatever activity you're doing yes. you know, you've got to get enough quality protein especially quality protein I think that's the key yeah so it was well, out that's true of all the food groups isn't it if you are on Absolutely. carbohydrates you also want quality carbohydrates so you've never seen chips and brown rice you know so it was a kind of Just a massive a massive switch to lean meat yeah fish Almost. more vegetables than anyone should ever have to eat <laughs> but giving your, giving your body those nutrients it needs because you're with any you know, sort of extreme training plan, whether that is a body composition to try and get abs or trying right. to do a very quick marathon, the nutrition is the side that so many people, especially first-timers, just completely underappreciate. No, they almost right. think they've got, oh, I'm running, I've got a license to eat whatever I want. Yeah. Why am I gaining weight? Um, and it's about just fueling that engine. <laughs> so it was a lot of vegetables, a lot of lean protein. Was it, is it almost paleo stuff? Yeah, yes, it was. There was right. some... There were some more carbohydrates okay. as, as you get leaner because your body's better able to deal with them. Uh, but it was a real eye-opener for me just to just to see. I think with the marathon, you learn what you're capable of when you first you know, you first got on that run as a youngster or when I was out with my dad when he was marathon training and I built my bike. Yes. And I'd have to come back after 45 minutes because I was just <laughs> cold, tired and miserable. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah, there's a point when you realize, oh, I can actually do this. And that, that what kind of weight training challenge just showed me what you can do if you, if you prioritise it. Just exactly. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, so you, you were doing loads of weight stuff. Course, four to four times a week. Right. It was kind of more of a more of a body, I don't like using the word body bodybuilding style because people look at me and go, well, okay, where did it go wrong? But it was that that approach of hitting a muscle group and then backing off and I've applied some of the principles to running actually and kind of the minimum effective dose is all you should ever be doing right yeah. you want to hit that point where you're going to elicit the, res- the fitness response you want and then stop yeah. there's everything else and then you need to recover everything else is kind of counterproductive so talk me through that what does that actually mean in terms of practical 
sort of pounds and pence, numbers, miles, the distances. So from, a, from a running point of view, I'm still trying to work out what, right. what, that, what that means. Right. Because they are sort of fundamentally different things, aren't they? Because with running, you want to... A lot of it is about... Just, but it's closer to yoga in some ways. You're kind of just balancing up and using what you've got. Whereas with muscle fitness, you, if you're not um, pushing it, you're not exercising. Yeah. From, from that weight training point of view, you know when a, ros- a muscle's reached failure because you, you just simply can't lift you anymore. Can't do it. That's yeah, the yeah. point you can call it a day. Right. Yeah. With running, I'm still finding my feet. Because there's... Well, that's, a, that's, a, I mean, that's <laughs> entry-level stuff. You're going to need those. <laughs> uh, that's what I've been going wrong. Uh, but it, I think it's just a case. There's always a temptation... I think especially with running, oh, I've got to do more. I've got to, to do, do more. more. Yeah, I'm no, only right. going to get better if I do more. And it's, you know, the kind of the analogy someone explained to me, it's like brushing your teeth. You do it for two minutes, your teeth are clean. You do it for 20 minutes, your teeth might be 5% cleaner, but you haven't got any gums left. Yeah, so yeah, you've yeah. got to back off and do that minimum effective dose because recovery is it's the third pillar, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because Sleep if, recovery. If, you, if you overdo it with running, it is very easy, especially as you get older, to get injured and the most important thing if you can get it is consistency of training absolutely just week after week because there's nothing worse than being on the sidelines and I think you're right the older you get the more impact an injury has because you do lose it quicker the the beauty of fitness is it comes back very very quick if you apply yourself and and conversely you notice that particularly with again with muscle fitness if you don't keep it up it goes away it goes away like that as I'm running and cycling there's a little bit more kind of body memory it's a kind of slower fade yeah although you lose all your uh, stamina and distance and stuff the kind of memory of doing it kind of stays but I think from because you know from men's fitness point of view a lot of our readers are after those kind of body composition changes they want more muscle yes. they want less body fat yeah. yeah and I think probably one of the most important things I try and tell people and it's a bit like marathon running is you've got to enjoy the journey you know you you, you think you might be happy with your body once you've got abs or once you've got bigger biceps, but you might not be. Yeah, yeah. You've got to learn, uh, you know, enjoy the process, and I think that's especially or else true. You'll, just, you'll you lose ne- the body again, and you you'll never. Get it and lose it. Well, you might not get it, or you'll give up because you're not yeah. making progress quick it's enough. It's a life rule, isn't it? You don't. Nirvana is the journey. If you're not enjoying the quest, don't bother because, you, like you say, you don't know if you're going to succeed in your quest. You don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. You don't know where you're going to be next time. And not. that's it with the marathon. You know, you cross that finish line, and it's the best feeling in the world. Yes, because you've just finished a marathon, but because all of those months of hard work and sacrifice and early nights and not drinking, you know, they've led to this, this point. Yes. And you, you can celebrate that, whereas I personally... Well, in your case, over like eight days. <laughs> all those days of training for Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I would enjoy it less if I was just bonked on the start line, yeah. guaranteed a 3.15 time and just went through the motions. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like having to get up early. And go and do those hard miles, and then you know get all the rest of your day feeling a sense of accomplishment. It's yeah, exactly. And so many things we take from this, you can use in every aspect of life. You know, totally transferable, isn't it? Yeah. And if it's it all about habits, you're not doing it right. You know, you're not taking enough from it. It's the whole day of the marathon. Is if you've done the training, then just lining up is exciting, isn't it? Because you know you've what it's you've just, got in you. you it's know? just a buzz as well, isn't it? Yeah. This first timers and the people that have done it every year and. Yeah, everyone comes together. It doesn't matter your background or your training experience. It's completely democratising, isn't it? And uh, and that whole thing, you totally. It's all about you and your journey, but also you're one of thousands and thousands of people who are all in it together. And and you know, the spectators as well, because they'll be there cheering you on for a common cause if you're doing it for charity. And 
It's just one of those days where London is just at its best, or any major city. I've got to say, I'm thinking listeners might have no- noticed a puff increase. We're going, we're going up the hill. We're going up the hill. Up the hill. So, Joe, I'm Primrose. Tell us a long story. <laughs> yeah. So, well, which is Joe? You're both doing it for Parkinson's. Well, we're all doing it for Parkinson's. Yeah, we're all running for Parkinson's UK, but um, which is how we hooked up. But what's your? What, how's the how's the fundraising going? Good. So I'm doing it with my little brother Jack. Because uh, our dad was diagnosed about 18 months ago. Uh, so we've, we're just starting the fundraising. And um, he actually did a bit of stand-up in his younger days, so we're thinking of organising some kind of... Well, he'll do all the hard work of some comedy and I might organise a raffle or something. Great. But this is steep. Yeah, yeah. This is going to make brilliant podcasting. <laughs> so We're fine. I should get pictorial evidence of you going up the... Are we, well, going can... are we doing this one, are we? Yeah. Yeah, keep right. Here we yeah, go. nearly at the top of the hill, boys. You're going to picture of my injured cheek here. Yeah, that's it. That is the cheek in question. There it is. This is fine. <laughs> As they climb to the very peak of London's Primrose Hill. Woo! And then you get the view. It's worth it, isn't it? Yeah, it's really nice. I put myself in a position where I had to catch you up. That's not right, is it? My goodness. Nice. So would, would it be good or bad if the weather was like this on Marathon Day? I think it'd be good. Yeah, I think so. I think it'd be great, yeah. And a picture of you guys with the view. In fact, let's attempt a selfie. You know that stand-up and fundraising for Parkinson's UK is something you can also talk to us about. So yes, yeah, that'd be great. That the more money, the better, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think this would be perfect to do a marathon. I did Watford half at the weekend. And it was really cold. I could feel my feet felt cold hitting the ground at the start. Oh, so is this your this is your up. ideal race condition then? Is it? So it's a bit overcast. It's a bit chilly, but there's no it's wind at all, is there? Chilly. There's no wind. Yeah, it's difficult with distance because I think it warm you up nicely and give you good pace early on, and then that would be good for the next ten miles. But after that, once you run for a while and your body settles right into it, you do run the risk of getting cold again. You can do. Yeah. That's one to watch. It's very hard with layers at the marathon. Because you don't want many. I'd but always you, just you need vest. some. Yeah. Yeah, you're cross country, man. I'd always go first. I mean, yeah. I think in that cross country you did the other day, everyone has to wear wire fronts and nothing else. And <laughs> 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 beat themselves with sticks. So how'd you get on in the half? I, really, I enjoyed it. I did eight, I did 87. Oh, well, good. So, and it's a hilly one as well. It's Watford, so it's quite, it's very hilly, so... I felt competitive. I enjoyed it. I know that's, uh, that you've got a stupendous uh, half marathon PB from your teen days, but that must be your best half marathon best for a long time. Yeah, that's my best since the since the return. Yeah, very since good. the comeback. Yeah. yeah. And you like me then? You have kind of two PB phases. There's well, the yeah, early my, days. Mine and then was now. when I was a, a youth, like sort of between like 15 and 17. I used to run. I used to run a lot when I was a kid, so I've got my PBs from then and then, which I'm never going to I think practice. it's so funny thinking about talking about you running when you're young with this whippet in front of us. <laughs> it's just like a, it's like a metaphor alive. <laughs> so I did like 78 and a half minutes for a half marathon when I was a kid. Wow. So that's just not going to happen, you know. So I've got, kind of got to let that go. And I do feel like a new bloke. And probably on a cellular level, you are, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. So your cells change every seven years or so. All of them, yeah. But then they don't. Is that weird? 
Chicken sperm. We're all chicken sperm. We'll do this again in seven years' time, and it will be like we're having a conversation for the first time. So that was my different Rob's really going to change. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So your marathon, how's your training? What are you going for? Where are you at? Come on, tell it, tell it. Let's sum it up. Well, I've not told my brother this yet, but I'm aiming to be his unofficial uh, pacer. Good. Because then that takes all the pressure off me having yeah. to do anything. I'm not going to set a PB, I know that. Yes. And I'm, I'm fine with that, to be honest. Because it's, it's, it's all about raising as much money as possible this time. Isn't yeah, it great yeah. knowing that you're, you're just running it to run it. That must be yeah. just a good laugh. Isn't and I was, it? I was never never quick, particularly. I got a sub 330 by the skin of my teeth. That's, that's but, pretty sharp, though. Oh, yeah, I was Come pleased on, with that. Pretty sharp. Yeah. Um, really, really pleased with it. But, you know, you do you can fall into the trap of putting so much pressure on yourself that it's all about the time. Yes. And that's the only thing that matters. And if you don't make that time, you're going to all that months of training have messed up. And yeah, that's not, exactly where I'm at. It's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's true. You have to remember that the achievement is always completing the marathon. That's yeah. the key achievement on a day for anyone. Because you're aiming at a time that is just incomprehensible to, to most people. That, that sub three mark. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people sort of have it, but I know what you're saying. I mean, sub four, sub three, thirty, sub threes. Uh, it's just you're slicing off. Undeniably of fit people. Undeniably quick, yeah. yeah. So, are you with you kind of thinking about the taper? Because obviously that's going to be hugely important. Yeah, I to mean, making sure you're fresh. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm, I, I, at the moment, I'm just like increasing the miles every week and try to. Like that half was at the end of a. 50 mile week which for me is a lot of running so 50s 55s is the half included in yeah that's included in yeah well that's good so uh that's something yeah yeah that would have been daft <laughs> although one bloke who's training for the comrades from the from the club i'm in he, he, he ran 15 miles there 
then he did that. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, come on. It's just showing There's off, levels of lunacy commitment. <laughs> But so, you know, just 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 increasing the long runs, isn't it? They're crucial. And in terms of not doing too much, I mean, what how, what's your week mileage, and how much do you want to do? How fast? How far will you go before London? I I want to get a couple of twenty twos under my belt. Yeah, they're, they're, they're really good, aren't they? It's just, I think with London especially, you know, because you come around the Isle of Dogs, which is just. Which is still really well supported, but compared to the rest of the course, yes, can yeah, feel very feel quiet and very lonely, a bit isolated. Yeah, but yeah, I think we're on, in London, when you get to twenty, you know that the, just the force is going to be able to get you over those final. Are we going let's, up or? Yeah, let's go in here. It's almost. Uh, I think anything over twenty in training is really valuable. Just a couple over twenty miles, just to get that in your legs. Psychologically, as well. psychologically. it is tiring. I remember my first marathon. I was really, really struggling at about. 2021 yeah and I did the first time a thing which I think everyone should do is put your name on your vest and some yes. fella just shouted out come yeah. on Joe yeah. you <laughs> effing nailed this yeah. and do you yeah. know what for him he, he would have forgotten it seconds later but uh, it was a second win for me Good. I was yeah. like that yeah. guy's looking at me and he thinks I can do it or that's I can great. do it that's great mate yeah and absolutely and you can take that for like you say that, that could get you 10 miles yeah you know and it's uh, it's very important to put your name on your top and it's very important to put it on the front yes people have it on the back it's too late on the back there goes Joe is <laughs> inspiring us come on Joe <laughs> last time actually no the time before when I was well anyway one of these beer marathons in recent years several people said to me keep smiling Rob I love that I mean yeah, the thing is it's, it's, there is a kind of natural ridiculousness to it and to me that I think once the effort kicks in my grimace comes off as, as a big smile yes yeah, yeah, plus yeah. The, the crowd is an audience so I am putting on my you do, you do innate friendly face yeah but to be reminded of that is just so but the reason anyone stops you know a run or a session at the gym or whatever is because your brain's telling you you're knackered but your brain's lying quite a lot of the time it's the just central <laughs> government we're talking about the central government here yeah exactly Saying the guy out of uh, holding back for survival is exactly yeah. why, why do we need to run anymore we might, we might need we some might, of this energy yeah, we might need this because we might be in actual danger yeah sorry but Thomas the tank engine is the fat controller <laughs> But you know, another thing I learned from, from from training with Nick Mitchell was that oh, I can't do anymore. And when you've got an 18 stone former bodybuilder standing over you, <laughs> telling you you're going to do another set, somehow you, you find the it. strength. <laughs> um, so that's another thing that you, I think is really important. It's like, yeah, as you guys have talked about, your brain's saying no for survival purposes. But actually, your legs are really stupid. Yeah. They'll keep moving. Yeah. There's a lot more there. You can check them. And also, it's a fundamental thing. We're talking about the two voices in your head saying, do it, don't do it. What you want is that third voice, whether it's your trainer or just the finish line. You need an external impetus. Or whether you're trying to plank for three minutes and you've only ever done two and a half, you know. There's an, that's an external pressure to do more, to go further. And it's really helpful. God, look, there's camels. We're just going past the zoo. By the way, you can do the zoo 10K and 5K. Um, they've got what they call it the Stampede. That's the last Sunday of March. We should come and do that. I used to do the Regent's Park Summer Series around here. Right. Just a series of 10Ks, which was really nice. Nice and flat, isn't it? What, what surprises me about marathons and about, about the half on Sunday is uh, just the last mile. You, always, you can always find a bit extra in the last mile. It's almost, I really feel that strongly with London, no matter, I felt exhausted sometimes, like finish at 25. Yeah. 
but it just do you know what I mean you feel it other people start to speed up a bit you feel yourself getting yeah. Yeah. sucked down the plug out <laughs> of the finish yeah. and that in turn shows you what you were just saying Joe, shows that, us something left that that's exactly that just when you think you're finished you're not because it's coming from somewhere well I had exactly that last year yeah. where I thought I'm completely spent at 70 miles and I was yeah. crawled for five and then from there I just got faster and faster and faster and it was yeah. all on stubbornness yeah so with this sub three I'm almost thinking get to 25 for like 250 251 and then your body will do you know what I mean your body will yeah. look after it but it's uh, that's that's monkeys not bad <laughs> sorry I'm on the zoo side here guys like. it's quite exciting yeah. <laughs> so going back to the fitness of men. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What well, is there anything Man's in particular, fitness. quite distinct from running, that you personally find useful in marathon training? Definitely, as we touched upon earlier, just sorting out that core, lower back. Yeah. Right. It makes a huge difference. What, and what so do you do for that? <laughs> well, I think you know plank is for, for those deep, deep lying core muscles. It's just about moving as many kind of angles as possible yeah and I think a lot of things especially dive training a lot of guys which way do you want to go <laughs> I'm feeling good let's keep going yeah okay let's <laughs> go straight across you go over there we've, yeah. we're kind of coming past where we started so you know we're going into the unknown we're like your dad a generation ago yeah. just running off into I don't even know where the car is my nose st- turned back in his bike I don't know where I am my Strava map's going to think I'm drunk just running <laughs> Wiggles around Regent's Park. <laughs> this job is going to be like if it was an old Hollywood movie, it's going to start sparking, <laughs> making noises. Does not compute. <laughs> but I think that with the ab training, especially men, they'll, try, they, you know, they'll do some sit-ups and it's fine. They'll do a set of 12, whatever, and stop. And you've really got to put the muscles... They've got to feel like they're being worked. There's got to be a bit of cramping there. It's got to feel yeah. a little bit sore to, to elicit that response you want. Yeah. Lower back as well, really important. But that's where the gym can help. You know, with some deadlifts or you know some squats, anything that's going to get your body working and moving as a ch- as a chain, it's going to be really beneficial. I think also it's funny a real practical application of what you were saying about enjoying the journey is the the brilliant and depressing thing is that if you're doing a kind of kind of anything that you do in reps, whether it's weights or press ups or crunches or whatever, that you should do them slowly. And feel every moment. Yeah, absolutely. That mind-muscle connection is huge for so many, so many sports and disciplines. It's if the muscle's not doing what it's supposed to do, you're kind of cheating yourself. You're not going to yeah. get the response. You're not going to get the results you want. So and if you don't focus on it, you can just come past it. You know, you can you can you can do a, a thirty crunches not properly and not even notice because you're thinking about something else I bang on about this all the time and people will be bored of it but it is about it's time under tension it's exposing the muscles that you're targeting to as much tension as possible so when there's tension on them they're, they're working and they're doing their job Yeah. and you know if I had a pound for every time I went into a commercial gym and saw a guy doing dumbbell biceps curls and his elbows up by his ear and it's all momentum there's no right. there's no muscle work going on at all right, right. and they wonder why they don't get results and I think something that We've always talked about in, in the mags and other fitness brands I, I work for. It's that kind of train smarter ethos. You don't need to train hard. Well, you do need to train hard, but it needs to be smart. There's no point plowing 100 miles. In, yeah. Or going off 100 miles an hour in one direction, which obviously would be great for running. But going off and just doing something else. I don't know, I don't know if you'd it. get your marathon medal if you did that in London. <laughs> yeah. Particularly if you went towards Kent. 
<laughs> but that's it. It's got to be directed. You've got to be. You've got to know what you're working towards. Yeah, and in a very real sense, you know, you can improve. For example, your work on your whatever these muscles are on the side of your stomach by thinking, I must make sure I'm using those yeah. as you're doing it. You know, it's like you can kind of point. Those little things like that are a bit of a wrong when you are struggling. It's just you know, brace your abs, tension core. You'll suddenly be more upright. You'll have a better posture. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to make it feel ten times easier, but it might make it a little bit more bearable. I was running for pace the other day and I'd been going a little way and I thought, and I just um, stood up a little bit straighter and look at it later, you know, I started going faster at that point. It's just the body you awareness. Stood up, you, felt you stood up a bit straighter. Yeah, I just, I thought, wait a minute, I've sunk down a bit. Right. I just got my eyes up. Yeah. Got my, I just corrected my style a little bit and it's instantly going faster again. And it was like, so it was, it's not that, it's a bit like... You're not reinventing your running style, are you? It's just no, no. just realigning. Yeah. And it is you get to that you know when you're doing it right because it becomes and I don't know how useful this is, but it definitely has been my experience, it becomes both easier and more difficult at the same time. Because yeah. you know you're being efficient. So you're pushing yourself hard, but the path is very clear. Yes. So so you think, yeah, this is it. So kind of I suppose it becomes psychologically easier, even as your body begins to work harder. No, absolutely. I think also, probably with all training, certainly with running, it's we need to let ourselves off not being as good at recovery and being gentle on ourselves because you've got this daunting challenge yep. and you feel like more work, more work must be a good thing. It's good, it's difficult, but it's good to get to that point where you trust yourself to, to recover, to stop. I think that's where a lot of first-time marathon runners or anyone doing a you know, significant distance, they come unstuck because you can get so focused on, I have to do as many miles as possible in this run. And then the next time, I've got to do as many miles as possible. And then you just get fixated on a number. I've got yes. to hit this number. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know... I did that for my first marathon. For my second, I joined the running club and I discovered all the, you know, this, the track sessions that you do with it. Yeah. The speed sessions, threshold, hills. All these shorter, more intense sessions makes a phenomenal difference. It's good, good to get a bit of variety as well, yeah. Just both mentally and it, it conditions your body. You, know, you will lose a bit more fat from those intense sessions. And it just has a knock-on effect of making those longer, slower runs so much easier. Because you're faster. Because yeah. you're faster. I don't do enough of that. I think I've been changing distances and speeds, but I don't do any kind of uh, intervally impacty stuff. My shortest, fastest run is a is park run, basically, which has which is a great before. run, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is a wonderful thing, but it's still a distance run. You know, it's a short yeah. distance yeah, run. Yeah. Let's go back to the fountains. So, is I've that got balance a, as well, isn't it? Because if you try to do a a decent marathon as well, part of that is training to run fast. When you're really knackered. So, so it's like, yeah. It's, tricky, it's a tricky one to get right, you know. It's horrible. Why are we doing this? <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world. It's an amazing thing, isn't it? Here I am, really, really knackered, running as fast as I can. Everyone's shouting at me. It's great. But it's all right, because any hour now I'm going to get one of those foil blankets. <laughs> yeah, and, and a free apple. <laughs> the overwhelming relief when you can stop running. I can't wait to stop this thing that I'm doing. So, what are you, are you still on that? Uh, are you eating, uh, you know, you, what, lots of protein, not so many, lots of veg, meat? Yeah, do you know what I'm You're slaughtering your own animals. I've, uh, I've a lot more carbs at the moment just because I'm really craving them. Yeah. Like that, just because the amount of energy you burn when you're running, right? Yeah. It's, it's what your body needs. But yeah, pretty, pretty clean. 
Whole Foods, it's the way to go, right? It's, it's, and it, but that's not a dietary approach just because I'm doing the marathon. It's just that's the way that you should, stuff. the yeah. way people should eat, really. Yeah, yeah, of course. But there was a thing in the latest issue of men's fitness. It's, it's all about, you know, real food is better. It's, 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 uh, well, especially, it seems know. obvious, but you've got to do the, do the science. And there's so many tempting, you know, supplements and things. And some of them can be really good. No, well, the, you know, the, the, the clue is in the name, right? It's a supplement. It's got to supplement, supplement your diet. And you're right. I quite often take some branch chain amino acids after a run just to get in. I think it helps me yeah. with the recovery. Um, but it, it's got to come from those quality fats, quality protein, and, and good slow-release carbs. You do that, you won't go too far wrong. Yeah. But... Again, this time of the year, everyone's looking for that quick fix, that shortcut. And it's why 99% of people have made that start up, which is probably quite accurate, fall off the wagon before the end of January. Yeah, yeah. Because they've changed everything in their life. Yeah. And they're miserable. And, and it's unsustainable. Of course it is. That's right. And too much too soon. Like you say, it's always going to be incremental. Small, sustainable changes. And, and in a way, that actually facilitates when it's time for a big step, you're ready for it. You think, wait a minute. Totally, because you've got some motivation. You've got some confidence that you know you can do the small stuff. You've exercised your will like a muscle, haven't you? Yes. That's exactly the way to think of it. I had a big bag of uh, chocolate buttons. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so... I hadn't eaten much during the day. I'd had a gig. He was was on the rider for the... uh, Were they normal-sized buttons? No, they were big big size chocolate buttons. And I just shoved them in my pocket, and, and as I walked back to the car, I just scoffed them all. Like, like, like a Joe, child. And good fats or bad fats? <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> Delicious fats. Oh, my goodness. It was great. I was going on a giddy choc- chocolate high. But that's very sporadic. Very sporadic. <laughs> I did eat a lot of mini eggs today, so I got to sense I'm in it. You can't stop at one mini egg. I, I don't trust someone that could do that. Yeah. No, I do not trust someone that can have <laughs> no, one square of chocolate and then put it back in the cupboard for another day. In the lovely gig in Brighton, they always put a little pot of Those jelly beans yes, and a little pot yeah. of mini eggs on the side. It's like, damn you, get behind me. And then the other comedians come in and say, where are the sweets? And they go, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> There's nothing I can I'm tell you. I'm loading. <laughs> so Joe went 15 months without boozing you. Yeah, where, what, where, what, tell us about that and tell us about your boozing right now. Well, I went, I'd, uh, I'd moved to Spain for three months to do um, a transformation book. And that's another one. Because <laughs> this is the longer part of the story. I got into cover model shape and then it all went again. <laughs> right. Started a new business. Um, with my former editor at Men's Fitness because I was actually there years ago and then left to set up my own business and we've okay. kind of they've now outsourced the making of the mag to us so we've got our own uh, side business as well which is which is more fitness magazines okay. and I've got uh, typically as it happens long hours in the office new business pressure stress of all that yeah. and instead of going to the gym I went to the pub right. and that's fine yeah. on a Friday night yeah it's a good thing if you're doing it every night yeah you can say goodbye to that six-pack yeah. and any kind of cardiovascular well, fitness level. A six-pack of beer. Here, morning, my pies. Two for joy. Um, so the trainer that uh, trained me the first time, Nick Mitchell, moved out to Spain and got a, a book deal with HarperCollins to do a, a follow-up. So I moved out to Spain for three months and I was in Marbella and I was almost categorically positive the only sober Brit in Marbella for three months. <laughs> Worst place in the world to be sober. <laughs> Um, Good challenge. Like criminality. I'm getting the subtext that you like a challenge. <laughs> so uh, I did drink for those, for those three months and came back to London for the for the photo shoot and just thought, you know what? Kind of enjoy not drinking. I was sleeping better. Yeah. More productive at work. 
just, you know, <laughs> sounds a bit cheesy, but just I felt better. Yeah, Great yeah. sense of well-being. Well, it's so funny. We were saying it's only so recently that we made the link between not drinking and sleeping better and running. Yeah. I knew that not drinking meant sleeping better. It's huge. But I hadn't connected it with recovery. Sleeping yeah. well when you're running and training, it just links to everything we've been saying. It's all, yeah, it's all conjoined, isn't it? And so, yeah, I came back to London and decided to to not drink. Yeah. Brother got married, didn't drink at that. Christmas, didn't drink at that. I was like, I might continue this, see how long I can go. Yeah. And then went on holiday to Greece in June and when Brexit happened. So I got really, really drunk. <laughs> in case you weren't allowed back in. In case I wasn't allowed back in. <laughs> so um, I definitely, you know, it's one of those things. You know, I know I can not do it. So, so I'll certainly cut back. So you Brexit. would probably still be um, uh, not drinking now if it wasn't for Boris Johnson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to stop calling them Boris bikes. I'm going to get a new name. It's all his fault. Um, but yeah, I just like you say, it's just cutting back and... You know, the, the problem is that beer is delicious. Yeah. And there's nothing quite like it. No, you're right. No, absolutely. So many chocolate buttons. But it's interesting <laughs> that everywhere. I think that it's interesting to try something and see how it feels, you know, because my uh, vegan thing was a month, and I got, just got to the end of the month, and I, no one could have been more surprised than me that I thought, yeah, I'll stay with that. Yeah. I mean, I just thought of it as a little freshener, you know, but I liked it. Like you say that you felt about how I just felt fit and... In, in control of what I was eating and what effect it was having on my body and I thought it's the thing isn't it everyone is, is, is I know again cliche everyone is so different which is why whenever a fitness expert or a health expert or nutritionist says to me this is the way to do it I instantly dismiss them yeah, <laughs> because yeah. of course there's not what works for you won't work for somebody else it's all about same with exercise some people finding your level isn't it? yeah finding your level finding yeah. what you enjoy most importantly but that said, I still think everyone would benefit from from something. From something. Yeah. Well, there was this and guy. Running's the easiest thing to do. Someone online the other day said, "I want to lose weight, but I can't be bothered with any stupid exercise." And yeah. I was like, "I can't. You know, I'm going to have to come down hard at this point." <laughs> <laughs> if you think that exercise is stupid, then but again, you it's that, let it's that habit habit change of going. The gym is something I resent, or the run is something I resent. To something actually, I'm looking forward to that because I know it's going to make me feel physically better and mentally better. Yeah. And that's a hugely powerful yeah. thing when that happens to you and that, that switch does occur yeah and vice versa once you know that's going to happen it might it's not necessarily, you're not necessarily in the moment you might be thinking during the run oh this is yeah. tough it might be three hours later that you think I feel really pleased but has anyone ever been in bad mood or stressed or whatever and then gone for a run and then after it's felt worse no yeah it I don't happen. think so it's just just and puts everything into perspective doesn't it yeah. being outside isn't it you felt you've sort of moved from the gym to running a bit more recently just getting out yeah. more and I've, I've enjoyed that. Yeah. And the other thing about that with the London Marathon, as we were saying this the other day, is it's seasonal. You know, that as, as you get out and go longer and longer, the, the, the season comes with you. We've come to how the... How far have we done? we started, and I'll tell you how far we've gone. That See, was a really nice run. run. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, thank you. We love, I love running around here. Um, sorry, just getting a... This is, see, I should be able to look at my wrist and find this out, or something on the inside of my eye. I'm going to guess around eight and a half kilometres. Uh, oh, you got it in miles. That's correct. <laughs> yes. But it's f- f- just over five and a quarter, so that's right. Five and a quarter miles. I yeah. did look at my we watch, so I'm not going to take any we credit. We're going for that. a good pace for chatting running as well. Nine, nine and a half minute miles. I enjoyed it. I've, ne- really I've nice never. I'm that. a podcast on head down. Don't talk or look at anyone. <laughs> so oh, if you like really podcasts, is. we can recommend one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to talk when you're running. So, getting 
get into Germany? Have you got a just giving page for your, for your parking? I have. Um, the probably the easiest way to find it is to go to Twitter, and it's a it's a link there. So it's at Joe Warner UK. Brilliant. Hoping we all stay together. Otherwise, we're going to have to change that handle. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, anything would be much appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. And and how's your dad? He's good. Um, tr- trying to get him moving. It's yeah. very early, but I think I, I saw on Twitter very early on when, when he was first diagnosed, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he said Parkinson's is a disease where if you give it an inch, it takes a mile. Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of, I'm trying to drill that into him. The more he can do, the more active, the more exercise, yes. the, the better he can eat. You know, it's all going to help. Yeah, so and in the long I'm banging anything, that drum. Anything he can do uh, easily now and set up the rhythm of doing and keep doing, that's really good. You know, my, my uh, it's a totally different thing, but my dad does, you know, uh, He's always been into quizzes and crosswords right. and stuff, and he kind of still doesn't, despite not really being able to do them anymore. But that sort of through line, it's finding your thing and just trying to trying to do stay it. Stay with it, right. absolutely. Yeah. And thank you for inviting me. Really enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure. Really really no, yeah. thanks so much. It's been honoured lovely. Honoured to be a guest. Well, right. we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you at the marathon. Yeah, I'll be somewhere <laughs> behind you both. <laughs> Put your names on your back so Who I can knows? cheer. <laughs> and good luck with your left. Arse. Thanks oh yeah, do you much. want to rub? We, we, uh, we, won't, we won't record it. But, uh, I can't believe we're, we're, en- I can't believe we're ending on that. On that, on that <laughs> tell, us your, tell us your Twitter again. It's at Joe Warner UK. Thank you, Joe. And we're uh, Runcompod on Twitter and uh, on Facebook, Instagram, runners. Facebook, and uh, keep in touch. Lots of good stuff. Everyone see training for things. So keep telling us your stuff. We want to know. The middle of a heavy training period for people, isn't it? Yeah, but not for you because you're going to Cuba. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right to the pub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chocolate buttons. <laughs> 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Steering.